You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Um, My name is Laura Hawk, and I'm here with my co-host Jordan Miller in the lovely state of Rapid City. It's a a town. (laughs) In the lovely town of Rapid City in the good old state of South Dakota. Um, We have our next uh, segment coming up for you. Uh, We will be um, interviewing on the phone Terry Hagarty, who uh, reigns from Sioux City, Iowa. Um, So, Terry, are you with us? Not yet. <laughs> well, anticipation is key. <laughs> it is good. Um, yeah, so uh, Terry, when he joins us, uh, we'll be just um, sharing more with the um, religious center down there called Trinity Heights. And uh, it sounds as though you're with us now, Terry. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. I'd uh, just assume we not see this white dusting we're getting here in April, but that's... Uh... Well, we must have given it to you because we, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, fluffy and heavy <laughs> for us last night. So it's hit your state as well. Shoot. Uh, Terry, I was sharing with Jordan before we, um, before our show began, I had a moment this morning where I was not quite, um, quite aware of the protocols with snow. So I walked out and, and noticed it and I began scraping my car with a broom first to get all the snow off and then all sorts of things. And I went to open my, my door uh, to to start my car and I was like, shoot, it is iced shut. What, what shall I do? I grabbed the spatula from the kitchen to try and maneuver my way in. And then I realized that I, I never unlocked my car. <laughs> so it's so it, is, it is Monday morning, April snow. Here we are. A good dose of humility. But uh, Terry, thank you for joining us. Would you uh, tell us just a little bit more about yourself and, and Trinity Heights to get us going? Oh, I'd be happy to. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you for... Thank you for calling and, and uh, having me come on today. This is really a treat for us, uh, for Trinity Heights, Queen of Peace, and Sioux City, Iowa. You know, this is a um, this was just started by Father Harold Cooper back in the '80s. Father Cooper was oh. a local priest here in Sioux City at a little church about two miles south of where Trinity Heights was located, and he went on a vacation. He went out to California, and he saw that statue of the big statue they have out there of the Blessed Mother, Santa Clara, I believe. And he came back and and he started talking to his local faithful group. He was a devout Marianist and and, uh, always uh, the rosary was forefront for him. So he said, why can't we do something like that here in Sioux City, Iowa? There was a place here called Trinity High School and College way back in 1911. Uh, there was an order of uh, Franciscans that decided that there needed to be um, an advanced learning opportunity for the the men of the time. Mm. So they actually petitioned Rome uh, to let them build a college here on this site. And then Rome agreed. They had raised, believe it or not, $30,000 at that time. That's great. an awful <laughs> lot of money. And then they got a loan from Rome for the other 70000 that they needed to build this college. So they built a college and an administration building, uh, a gym, and then a dormitory followed. And then in 
1929, actually, they, they built a high school mm. for those, those young men that needed Catholic instruction. Um, and it really was was very, very, very well received. And we brought... They brought you know, that sentence... That sentence, Terry, made me chuckle. The young men in need of Catholic guidance. I was like, that's every young man. <laughs> so well, it makes sense that it's well-received. <laughs> but back in the, in, even in the early 1900s, you know, they're still, they're talking this, you know. And it's like, oh, it's, sure, it's, it's good. It's prevalent today as it is, as it was then. And so good. they opened that up and, and it, stayed as, it stayed as a high school mainly in a, in a college um, until 1949 when it was all, a boys' high school and college, and then they opened up uh, a new high school downtown, and it basically closed. Okay. That empty for a while, and then it opened back up as a college prep seminary until the mid-60s, then it closed again for good. Well, Father mm-hmm. Cooper, in his, in his vision, uh, he went to school here, his brother went to school here, said, why can't we take this property, which... It was actually just becoming run down and um, subject to vandalism and those kind of things, mm. drops and windows and those kind of things. And, and uh, said, why can't we build a statue of the Blessed Mother here? So yeah. he went to the, there was at that time uh, a bank that had the whole 60 acres here on this part of town. And he went to them and said, hey, what would it take for me to acquire that property? And they say, well, it's, it's, you know, all future development, so there's a big price tag on. We want $290,000. And he said, well, I'm sorry, I can't do that. So he came every day in two, sometimes three carloads of the faithful. They would drive up every afternoon, and they would park their cars, and they would say the rosary mm-hmm. every day at 4 o'clock up here on the site, praying to the Blessed Mother that they could acquire this property, and they could begin this development this vision and it took about two and a half years and the bank called him back and said are you still interested in that property he oh. said yes depending upon the price and they said if you can come up with ninety thousand dollars it's yours whoa that's quite so a deal point, quite a deal yes so he did um he had some people that got behind it and said yes we would love to help you acquire this property they got a a very, very, very generous Catholic banker to get behind him to mm-hmm. say, yes, I I will put my faith in this project because mm-hmm. we don't have any, didn't have any sustainable income. We were, sure. we were all it was on was donations. So um, what year that's was how that? it started. That was in 1985, and actually they incorporated in 1987, and then it's just, then they, they formed a board in 1988. In 1990, the first building, was erected up here. Uh, they had torn the buildings down, and then they contracted uh, somebody right out in your neck of the woods, Dale Lamphere from D.C. Oh. Lamphere Studios in Sturgis, South Dakota. Uh, one of the original board members was Bill, Bill Husted, Waldrug. Oh, yeah, we know some Husteds around these yeah. parts. <laughs> and, and Bill told Bill was very good friends with Father Cooper's brother, Beanie Cooper, um, has was just retiring from as the athletic director at Indiana State University. Wow. He had he had been a football coach here in Iowa um, at Algona High School at Bishop Heelan High School, won a state championship, went on to be the athletic director up at the University of South Dakota, 
then went to Indiana State. And he wow. was just retiring, and Father Cooper said to him, hey, why don't you come back and, and help me get this thing going? Well, Beanie was a tremendous motivator. As much as Father Cooper had the, the devotion and the vision, Beanie Cooper had that same devotion, but he was also the motivator that was needed to make this thing go. Well, how so great. Beanie, yeah, how what, great. A, what, a, what a team. Yeah, what a it team. really sounds, your, uh, your Trinity Heights has quite the history. That's it's incredible, a, Terry. Now, uh, now, rumor has it you have two statues of Mary and Jesus. We do. Right? We okay. Do. They, what is they, the story they, behind those? Well, you know, they when they first started and they said, what are we going to do? Who are we going to make get to make this dream we have of Father Cooper of this large statue? So Bill Husted said, why don't you come out and talk to this young artist sculptor out here in Sturgis? So they got in our station wagon and off they go to Sturgis, South Dakota, knock on his door and said, hey, can we talk to you? So he said, sure. Well, they sat down, they told him what they had envisioned and what they were hoping to do, and, and they all looked at him and said, well, either you guys are crazy or you have an awful lot of faith, because I'm not mm-hmm. Catholic, and I've never, ever attempted to do anything what you're asking to do. And they said, you know what, why don't you put together a model of, of you know, kind of give us an idea of what you think we're wanting, and he did. He made this little mold, and they said, hey, we got the right guy do it they commissioned him to do it then sweet so dale will tell you to this day that <laughs> he was just here last you know, two weeks ago when we did the statue the latest statue but anyway he will say that's kind of the defining moment in his life in his career uh was getting that that contract and, and that consignment to do that because he was just a little guy out there in the middle of nowhere in Sturgis, and <laughs> when he did this 30-foot stainless steel statue of the Blessed Mother, which was is absolutely gorgeous. He has this depiction, and it has the, a flowing design of her. She's reaching out uh, with her one hand, and then with her, with her right hand, she's pointing, and it's, she's actually set in a position where she's on the east side of the grounds, and she's pointing west, and she's pointing to the, the other statue of her son, Jesus Christ. So... Wow. Um, that got set in in a much similar day than what we have now. The snow's kind of falling, and it's a very cold day. Hmm. But uh, they set it in December of '92. We dedicated it in uh, June of 1993, and then from there, it just kept going. It was it was the vision of this statue, and then then it became a little Trinity Gardens, and then the the, the vision for the 33 foot stainless steel statue was in the works but then they got a couple things in the middle of it how that's kind of how this this wonderful tribute this shrine has evolved things have just happened and you go oh, okay it is the lord it is the it lord is, it is the lord he, you know um beanie wrote a book when he finally retired and he was here for 20 years as the executive director and he wrote a book and in that book he says often fate i don't think so it's more like divine intervention. Because there's <laughs> things here that have happened that you can't rationalize it. It is beyond the human reason. It for that was for all those stars to line up like it is. It's just it just couldn't. It, it's meant. God to wanted be. it. So God. <laughs> yeah, you know we 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 are here in the Midwest, right on the edge of of Nebraska and South Dakota and Iowa, and mm. so we draw a little tri-state area, and, and just north of where we live there was a, a gentleman that was 
a self-taught sculptor, woodcarver. Yeah. And he's working full-time at the post office, and, and he decides, you know, he won a whole bunch of contests on, on carving small things and said to his wife one day, you know, I think I'm going to carve the Last Supper. Mm. Full size, life size. And she said, you're not. <laughs> he said, well, I want to try it. I think this is something that would really be amazing. So he set out to do it in his backyard in his shed. It took him seven years to get it done. He got it done. He took it to the Iowa State Fair down in Ames, Iowa, and they were lined up for over a mile winding around through the state fairgrounds waiting to get into this thing that was simply amazing. Wow. Oh, Terry, how wonderful. Yeah. yeah, So so after the fair, he loaded it all back and he took it up. Well, Father Cooper and and Beanie heard it. So they went up and knocked on his door and said, hey, can we talk? And he said, yeah. And they said, what are you going to do with the, What are you going to do with this beautiful sculpture, this carving? He said, I don't know. I've, I've been given. I've had a, a very lucrative sum to put it in a museum in Florida, but I really don't want to take it that far. Why? <laughs> and they said, Well, we've started this. We've got the statue of Mary. We have the statue of Jesus in the works. This would be a great addition to Trinity Heights. And he said, Well, you don't have a building. Well, if we build you a building, will you? If, if we build it, will you come? And he said, "Sure. You know what? I love it down there. I like what you're doing. If you put a building up, I'll put it there." So and they bam. constructed the Saint. They constructed the Saint Joe Center, and he brought it down and he set it up. And and, and the and the people came. It, it was it was just amazing. Mm. Um, this little piece, all of a sudden, was added. It wasn't in the plan. And there That's was a, there was a, a, a Monsignor Cavan. He's very, very famous. He was with the Catholic universities out in the East Coast. Authored, I believe, something around twenty Catholic books on Catholicism. Father had come back here, and, and he was in a retirement home here in his in his late years. And uh, the story goes that there's a little duplex up here and father cooper lived on one side beanie and his wife lived on the other and they're walking across the parking lot one day and father cooper hands beanie a letter and says here you need to read this and beanie says uh-oh is the bank calling our note due because they had to they had to get a loan to build this building again on on no guaranteed income and he said just read it and he opened it up and it was a little letter from monsignor Cavan, and mm. he said you know father harry I really love what you're doing up there. I hope this will help. And it was a check for $268,000. And that built that building, basically. So, again, fate, no. No. Nobody went to him and said, hey, Monsignor, you know what? We could use some help, you know, like... You know, it's just things like that. You can, I can go on and on and on about how the stories of this place are they're just amazing. Yeah, it so, does. So, you know, so, you, you got the big statue of Mary. Now you got this building with the Last Supper. And then the, the next piece of the puzzle was the statue of the Sacred Heart of Jesus out yeah. at the west end of the property. So they so went back you, to Dale and, and said, hey, what do you, can you do it? And he came up with another great rendition. Beautiful, beautiful statue. Um, so it's, it's that, those are kind of the bookmarks of our property. We've got about 16 acres here, and uh, the Statue of Mary wow. sits right on the 
east. So, and, uh, hey, Terry, Terry, can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about um, those who come and visit? Like, um, it sounds as though it's a garden with a bunch of these incredible statues, um, and I'm sure there are just people who come for for a nice um, a nice um, encounter with the Lord. Is that about right? The, the, you know, we get, we get all kinds. You know, there are there are a lot of people that will make a pilgrimage here. Because we do have, we have the six apparitions of Mary um, on the walkway up to the statue of Jesus. Um, wow. You know, we've got um, a big circle of different areas of um, the devotional saints of the church. There's 60 different okay. saints that are identified there. Uh, we've got a, a statue of Moses, uh, James, and uh, Peter and Paul. Uh, it, it goes on and on. But anyway, we do great. We do bring a lot of people from the entire Midwest, uh, mm-hmm. except for last year, of course, COVID, but we would have, oh, 20 different busloads that would come in throughout the year um, wow. from Wisconsin, from Minnesota, from North Dakota, from Missouri. You know, they will come up and they will spend the day. Um, we would cater a lunch or, or they would bring sack lunch or whatever, and they would literally spend the day here on the grounds. Sometimes it would be part of a day as they had an itinerary of different things that they were doing, uh, and this was one of the stops that they added. But, um, with, you know, with, there's, and there's also a lot of people that just stumble across it. You know, it's just, oh, they hear it's a beautiful place with lots of flower gardens. And we do. We've got a number of flower gardens. We've got over 400 trees planted in different varieties, and, and there's, you know, lots of white blossoms and red blossoms, and, and they're very beautiful. And it sounds like you just added a new one, right, with St. John Paul II we and did. Faustina, you know, right? Um, that, that, that thing of divine intervention, uh, he came back again. We, were, we added St. John the Baptist <laughs> God was, to you. God was back at it again ago. for you, huh? You know, it, it, it's, it's, you, you know, it's believe it, Ripley's believe it or not, because you can't make this stuff up as I tell people. Mm. You know, I, uh, we have... We have um, places here that people can remember their family or their loved ones that have lost. We've got plaques that they can put up for them. And that's one way we can keep this place going. They'll make a donation and we'll acknowledge that with a plaque. Well, I had a lady come in and she wanted to do a, a bench plaque for her mother and father. So we went up and we found a bench plaque and, and we put it up and we came back and we we're sitting in my office filling out the paperwork and she said, Carrie, so what's next? And I said, I don't know, really. We, you know, we just did St. John the Baptist, and, and uh, we had some other stuff done, and we're just going to kind of catch our breath, I think. And she said, so if you had the funds, what's your dream? And I said, well, Trinity Heights has always been a promoter of divine mercy. Mm. We have been the champion for the Diocese of Sioux City to bring that message out to anyone mm. that will listen. Um, we had, a, we had a group go to uh, Poland, and they actually brought back a first-class relic of St. Faustina. It's in our chapel. Um, we have the Divine Mercy Chapel with St. John, well, at that time it was Pope John Paul II, his apostolic blessing uh, right there for the chapel. The chapel's called the Divine Mercy Chapel. I said, you know, the, if I had a dream, and what if I had the funds, when you come right up our driveway, there would be a big 10-foot mural of the divine mercy of Jesus greeting you. Mm. And then as you drive around to the top parking lot, it would be a double-sided mural, so you would see it again. 
In the oh. entrance to this would be a mural of St. Faustina because she's the one that brought us these, this gift, this, these visions. And then right in the center would be a statue of St. Pope John Paul II because without him, Divine Mercy wouldn't be Divine Mercy for us as we know it right now. Yeah. She looked at me and she says, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> she said, but the book that I'm reading right now is the Diary of St. Faustina, and I absolutely love the project. Here's a check for $25,000. Let's do it. Whoa. <laughs> so oh. the, the garden was started, and I went to the board and said, we have a, we have a benefactor that would like to assist in this. Let's, uh, we reached out to Dale Lansphere and Cassandra Johnson out in uh, Nebraska, who's done a number of works for us, and to get their input on, on a statue of John Paul II, and um, we agreed with Gail Lamphere um, to go ahead with the statue, and we put the, the two murals up last year, and uh, two weeks ago, Dale Lamphere brought this amazing statue of St. John Paul II. It is gorgeous. And it's I, beautiful. You know, we, we, we are very blessed by all of Dale's works. He, he is simply amazing. Is his talent is, is beyond compare, but uh, he told us to when we contracted with him, um, you have good timing because he said I'm really slowed my career down. I've had to have double knee replacements. I just don't know where I'm going next as far as how I'm going to heal and what I'm going to be able to do. But I would really like to do John Paul too. I've studied him. I, I, I think he's a he was a wonderful pope, and I would like to do the statue. Hmm. So we did. He took him, you know, he had a year and two months, and uh, he brought it uh, a couple weeks ago, and we put it in the middle of this wonderful new area. So we're confident that, um, you know, once the advertising and the word gets out, uh, we're going we're going to, again, draw from this whole entire Midwest area. Uh, they're going to want to come and see the new statue, and our place gets opened up. We did well last year. We didn't have the buildings opened up as much. Uh, we didn't get them all reopened until uh, late June, but we still had a lot of foot traffic because there were so many churches and so many things that were closed. Uh, but they could come here and walk the ground because it was outside. We just asked them to social distance. and So we did have a steady stream of traffic still coming. Um, and we have a sign-in book, and, and we have people from all over the United States and even around the world that come and visit. So, looking so at this they, coming summer, looking at this coming summer, Terry, when can people mm-hmm. come? Um, they can come. We are open um, from ten to four. Our buildings are open from ten to four every day. The okay. grounds are open from nine a.m. to nine p.m. So they can come and they can plan a day around it and, and catch the buildings and inside, and then do their things outside if they wish. Um, you know, it's going to be. It's we're hoping to have a great summer. Um, the gardens are just, we're just starting to get anxious to get up and get them planted and get mm-hmm. the flowers all blooming. We have a wonderful group of volunteers. That's generally what we rely on here. We've got a very small staff of six people. And <laughs> all hands on deck. <laughs> all hands on deck. And, and I'm sure that uh, snow uh, is slowing you down a little bit too, huh? Yeah, well, and, and <laughs> we've been very, very blessed with volunteers who've given up their time. You know, we have people that that act as, as uh, receptionists, you know, in our buildings, and and uh, we have people that go out and work on the grounds. And, and just until last year, we had one of the original volunteers. He was 92 years old. 
And he was still up here mowing a section of the grass by hand. Wow. And he just he just didn't want to quit. And uh, he just decided that with COVID, he better hang it up. So yeah, uh, we've just amazing. been very blessed. Yeah. Wow. You can go on and on. We just, uh, uh, this is a very, very special place. And uh, I'm fortunate to be here. I The stars aligned, I guess, the right way. I don't know why, but... Um, <laughs> Sometimes it sounds like that's questions. been the case with all of you lately. With everything yeah. that's been going on at Trinity Heights, it sounds like everybody, um, you had donors exa- at exactly the right times, and you had the people in place who were ready to work and volunteer. And um, Yeah, it sounds like God really had his hand in the work of Trinity Heights yeah, and its I development mean, throughout the years. Is, is the Lord, uh, as we come up to a close, Terry, is the Lord uh, leading a conversation about the next inspiration? Anything well, in the works you could you fill us in on? A little on? tease, <laughs> little teaser. We 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 have a couple of things out huh. there in the, in the horizon that we would love to do. Um, I think time of discernment large, is it prayerful, <laughs> silent discernment? Chap, a, a larger chapel would be would okay. be a part, would be a nice thing to all of our when we have busloads and um, we have to go to a different room to have mass for them. Um, so we're talking of a chapel, we've talked of a retreat center, um, and then we've got a, something else out there that uh, we'll just see. It's just been just been dazzled a little bit. So Sure. Uh, well, well it sounds like you have a, or it looks like you have a Facebook page for Trinity Heights that gives you pretty good photos and updates about what's going on um, at Trinity Heights. Is that correct? Yes, we do Facebook, and we do um, have a webpage, www.trinityheights.com. Um, that has a lot of links in it. It will show you the statues and, and uh, some of the pictures of the grounds. And then you can click on, once you get there, you can click onto our latest newsletters and uh, onto the Facebook page as well. And then oh, uh, I, it's a lot easier for me to go on onto the Facebook page and, and post the pictures that are, that are current and not have to try and update the web page all the time. Sure, so, sure. So with, our listeners should go there for the most updated information on Facebook. So, well, yeah. thank you, Terry, so much for um, sharing your your story about Trinity Heights and um, what it's doing for the community and the whole Midwest. So thank you for being with us. Well, I'm so gracious that uh, we've had the opportunity to talk. I tend to get a tendency to ramble when we start talking about <laughs> Trinity Heights. But, uh, it's a great place. If you haven't been there, uh, come and visit us. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's too good to not that. to. All right, up next, uh, she's a new Catholic on fire for her faith. Um, Stay tuned on Real Presence Live, um, and we'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 